feeding him. Oh, okay. They told me, they told me it was like, hey. This is a feminist movie, it's not a black movie. Oh you my god. You ruined my joke. First you stole my joke. That's awesome. the real offense it's, right here. Well, and then you, you, won, you, won, you won. It you is Desadi's joke to tell. Yes. yes. I mean I let I gave it to you. It was a gift. Desadi, I uh, see you. What that he doesn't have to sit in the back anymore? Is that the joke? No. Oh. It's, all right. It's, it's the setup, yeah. <laughs> Fortunately you trampled them all. Yes. <laughs> Because that's what we do with racism. <laughs> oh, yeah. so very nice. Good job, Clark. I, I think we can all feel empowered with this very special microsode of the Overlook Hour. Who says it's a microsode? <laughs> well, he says he's only got one battery, and that's running out even now. That, that is the best thing Randy has it said probably lasts a while. in five years. <laughs> this is the episode right now? We're oh going to do it for the, the Thursday. Spoon? Spoon? No. Why, do you want to try Spoon? <laughs> You want to try this spoon? <laughs> you want to be the bigger, the little one. Just thought he's going to be the big spoon in that, in that, in that carry that thing. No, spoon is that radio, the live oh, radio. Yes. No, no, this but, isn't live right now. For the record, I am totally fine being the little spoon. Oh, you have to. It's your name. Clark Little. Clark Little Spoon. That's fair. I know. <laughs> Thank you for jumping in there. He was yeah. going to berate me. And, 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 I, and I was like, I was clenching. <laughs> I was like whenever there's a little anything, it's like it's like Clark claims it's like it's got my name on it. It's like yes, yeah. as you should. The little rock. When is your theater going to get open over here? <laughs> and what I mean, if they still had the fifty percent capacity over there, they would let in what three people? <laughs> 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 like how many people can fit in the little Roxy? Forty tops. Yeah. Oh wait, I knew that number. I, I think it's like fifty-seven. It always it always feels like no way. It feels like eighty when they bring out chairs. Good. Hello. They have the folding chairs. I'd say 43 at the absolute top. All right, let's make sure we get the ordering. <laughs> Why not? No, like I said, I love natural. That's the kind of ambiance you love. Randy, where are you getting? Are you ordering? I'm just going to get some sauce. Okay, thank you. Some more? Some more sauce? Okay. Thank you. Okay, 48. You ready? Yes. Uh, can I get uh, chicken tikka masala? With uh, jasmine rice and the plain naan. Thank you. Circle back to me. <laughs> oh, not Randy. Randy. Circle, circle. Dot. 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 My son is still making up his Come mind. Please. You said a little more confidence, please. <laughs> <laughs> you say lampuna? <laughs> this one right here. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to do the garlic naan. Good and, choice. Uh, basmati rice. Let me get a, uh, you got beer? Oh, we don't have beer. Okay. Uh, Randy, you want to get some water? Yeah, I'll get some water. Can I have a Coke Zero, please? Zero calories, zero sugar. <laughs> You gonna do anything, Randy? No? Uh, I'll take the, the so non with lamb. Oh, you did. He's he's getting non with lamb. Recording it all. Yeah. He's an active you participant. Yeah. He's very active, recording and observing, transforms Thank the entire you. process. Ooh, I feel like I'm in the UK. I got chicken tiki masala. Oh, nice. Everybody around me looks like uh, Delia Derbyshire. 
Darby, she looked Darby Shire. Darby Dude, Shire. what was up with all the alliteration in that movie? This they all had like Marvel character names. Mm. Like Bebe <laughs> Berryman. Oh, Bebe Berman, yeah. Yeah, there was, there was like two more. I couldn't... One of the dudes had an alliteration. Uh, what? Um, they did a like an Anne Francis double feature tribute at the cast where they showed uh, Forbidden Planet. And at the end, it, it was like, you know, rare for a 50s movie. There's like a, lo- like a lead out into lengthy credit sequence. So it was like a minute of the electronic tonalities of Louis and Bieber Baron. Uh, but David but David Hegarty was was in the seat at the at the organ and he was like looking oh. at the screen, was listening a bit. Then he like turned on a couple things and like added some bells oh. on the top of it. It was lovely. <laughs> it was absolutely sublime. Thank you. Now Russell, you were on the record this very show saying that you do not like the Forbidden Planet. I don't remember it now. When I saw it up there, it was like, I don't know if I ever watched this movie, actually. Because we got, we got a young Leslie Nielsen. Really? Yeah. No. And a very old Robbie the Robot. Yeah, I don't I remember it. You never saw Forbidden Planet? I don't think so. No. It is based loosely on William Shakespeare's The Tempest. I saw Fantastic Planet. <laughs> Not quite the same movie, but still very, very good. I like Forbidden Planet. The Blue People French yeah. movie? Yeah, I love it. The soundtrack is this part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. When I was like in my deep like hipster days, where I went to like community college and drank tea and read books. You had a hipster phase? It was very brief. I'm I think it's pretty sure you're still in it. Yeah, I might be. But I'm in the counterculture phase, so I pretend like I'm not. Brandy, did you not also go to community college, read books, and drink tea? <laughs> I wasn't a big tea drinker, but I did do the other two things. Yeah. Two out of three ain't bad. Mm. Well, I, I was very that. proud of it. That's why I call it my hipster what phase. What kind of tea? Oh, I had a bunch. No, I had like I had like a little cabinet with a bunch of tea bags. Okay. In it. Yeah, but did you did you have like a strainer? You just had your little bag. No, it was it was like Lipton. Mm. I was poor, okay? <laughs> you gotta get the leaves and then just get the little circular. Thing. I know. That that was too cool for me. Like, literally, I was living off of, like, my college money. Because, you know, they would give you money to go to class and buy books yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so I was like... And tea. I wasn't that cool. I tried to get into tea, and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't make the commitment. I tried to get into college, and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. I can drink tea if it's my only option. It's like, you got coffee, it's like, well, you have different teas. It's like, it's like I can do Darjeeling, I can do Oolong. Do not like a Darjeeling. The movie? Also, <laughs> one of his worst. I feel like you like that movie, Robson. It's not my favorite of his films, but but like it, I do. I would like to see it again. I have, I can call. I I have no recall of that movie whatsoever. Mm. No recall. When I think of Wes Anderson, I still I now I automatically think of the animated stuff. Mm. I love the stop motion stuff. And then uh, Bottle Rocket. Which I saw for the first time a few months ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Bottle and Rocket's good. I liked it very, very it's much. It's so funny. It is. I think it's the funniest. I very much like it. Have you seen that, Jasani Parkins? Oh, I haven't seen any of Okay. Really? So this is... This is good Clark's, for you. Clark's new homework. <laughs> Start with Bottle Rocket. That's Start the first Bottle one. Rocket. Mm-hmm. Bottle Rocket. Didn't he have like a claymation? Or it was like He's a got two. A couple of them. I like the dog one. I love dogs. I love dogs. Oh, dogs yeah. That's dogs a good movie. It's very good. The sushi sequence in particular is, <laughs> is most impressive. Sequence? Oh, man. Very impressive. Very impressive. 
bottle. Fantastic Mr. Fox also great. Mm -hmm. Love Fantastic Mr. Fox. George Clooney. Heard of him? <laughs> Did he die? No. <laughs> He's a healthy 61-year-old man who is oh, no. now worth over $4 billion dollars <laughs> because of his tequila cup. <laughs> Yo, his good? house is I fat. <laughs> it's got to get on a treadmill, dude. No, because when I used to live in LA, there's like this he trail, this trail that you gotta walk through, and at the end of the trail is George Clooney's house. And I know because everybody says it. Oh, Runyon, oh yeah, yeah, Runyon, yeah. yeah. He lives there, Runyon. You're the man. Yeah. Who, you're the man who yeah. can. You're the man who can yeah. immediately recall his age and his net worth. Mark, how do you not know like his presidential address? No, they are. But I'm saying Runyon Canyon runs along Laurel. Does it? It's close by. You got to take Laurel Canyon to go up there. Randy, can you confirm or deny this? I cannot confirm. You're our LA expert, even though Jasadi oh. lived there. <laughs> <laughs> even though he's playing Mario Kart with Miley. Oh, my no way. God, <laughs> that's his claim to fame. Yeah, I know. That's how. That's why we hang out with him. Exactly. That's right. The inside scoop. <laughs> <laughs> Which character did she pick? I forgot. I think it was. I like how that you was, just... That would seem to be a crucial part of the story, Jasadi. I like how you asked yourself the question and Not didn't have an answer. Because I was high, okay? I was high. <laughs> that was back when I did smoke weed. And she brought it? With Miley? No, she did Well, she asked me. We asked Miley. Her yeah, Miley. I was friends. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate talking You don't about have to talk about it. Yes, you do. We're on microphone. Well, yeah. <laughs> and and he did bring it up. Long story short, I was really good friends with her brother, the younger brother, Brazen. And uh, he used to always come out. He used to always get high and drink and shit. And then, uh, you know. Sing Aki Breaking what? Hard. Yeah. I haven't met. I haven't <laughs> met. I haven't met the dad, but I heard his voice. Billy Ray? Yeah, Billy Ray. Like, I was at their house and I heard him. He was like, Brazen, you there? <laughs> he has a very deep voice. Brazen? Brazen. That's his name. Right, like, like, B R A Z. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is this motherfucker used to walk around LA with a big ass dog. What kind of dog? It was like, it, it was, that, was that movie? Um, Never ending story. Never ending story. Oh. That, it looked like that. He was walking barefoot and he had like a tall, he had long hair. I he hate this like, guy. Go ahead, tell no, him. No, he's at Lakuda. <laughs> tell him why you're not friends now. Y'all betrayed him. Well, that's see, this is what I don't like about LA. <laughs> is that people try to use people. And so the friends who I met, how I ended up meeting like him and like that circle, they were trying to like, you know, get in close with Miley and like, you know, kick him to the side so they can be friends with her. What? Tell me about the TMZ thing. Oh, that shit. That's the best part of the story. Yeah. That happened. Well, the, the reason why I stopped hanging why out with Russell her. Why is Russell telling this story better than you? <laughs> well, because it was because these things aren't linear. Okay, this is tenant. All right, but oh listen. Oh my God, we got Christian Glover over here. A temporal pincer movement. Yes. Um, Don't ever say that. <laughs> here, let me. Let so no, no. So basically, um, so after she came over that day, uh, it came out on TMZ this video where she was caught smoking salvia with her friend. Now her friend. Now for listeners, that is fake marijuana. Fake, yeah, synthetic. Much. Synthetic, yeah. And it makes you trip Call out. that with our field reporter, Gothic King Cobra. <laughs> Why? So her friend was the one who filmed her doing it, and her friend sold it to TMZ. Wait, fault. wait. 
for how much? For a whopping seven hundred dollars. She sold her out for seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred, and that—that's like the big video too. <laughs> yeah, that's that was like all over. Because we're still talking Hannah Montana, yeah. Miley. Okay. Yeah. So this is right after Hannah Montana. So the yeah. figure was seven hundred. But what do you think, like the negotiation was? Oh, what dude. What do you think she started? No, no. I, you know, TMZ. I'm sure they lowball and they know who they're dealing with, and they probably have a bunch of socialite losers like that. Yeah. Turning on each other daily. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, like this was this was Miley right after Hannah Montana, right before her rap craze. Yeah. So it wasn't a known thing that she was like smoking weed and doing all this shit. Like people so, were worth more than seven hundred. Definitely. Hey man, that's half a month's rent. But the the best part of the story is Jasadi invested that seven hundred in Bitcoin, and now you're rich. I'm, except for a week ago, now you're broke. No one, yeah, no one's rich on Bitcoin, dude. <laughs> except the Winklevi. The, Wink, the Winklevoss twins. Oh, the Facebook. Yeah, they're they're the Bitcoin bros. Oh, they are. Yeah. <sighs> the only my only knowledge from them is the social network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's played Most by people. your favorite celebrity oh, yeah. cannibal. That's right. Army, Army Hammer. Hammer. Oh, it is? It is. Who's he? Army Hammer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of two-sentence horror yes. stories for us. Oh, that's right. The star of many. <laughs> He's our number one fan. Was and that? the Lone Ranger. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Which I have never seen. It's good. Tarantino's you know, favorite film of that year. I... I'm a fan of Tarantino. I am a defender now. of Gore Verbinski well, to, a, to a degree. Because Rogan won me over. The What was the one with the uh, insane asylum? A Cure for Wellness. Couldn't get behind that. I one. understand that. It looked great, but I just couldn't get it. It's not a two-hour, 20-minute movie. I, I mean, it's not. It does not have enough to sustain yeah. the two-hour, 20-minute movie that it was. Cool. It was rough. Yeah. Also, I don't know if I like Danger don't know if he could carry it. From what I've seen. So you didn't like it? I didn't like it. What about this movie we just watched? Like I told Robson, I... Sisters with Transistors is the movie we just saw. The subject matter is great. It was fascinating. The narrative is a little strange. And then, like, Laurie Anderson, you know, VO'd it for two-thirds and then just fucked off. The <laughs> I guess they, 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 they ran out of budget for her to finish the VO. Um, but, you know, nice, nice short runtime. Was that, like, 80 minutes? It was confused. Because yeah. I was fighting the bathroom. Randy didn't give a shit. He went, like, three or four times. Well, well I've already see, seen it you before. Saw I remember it on this year's podcast. <laughs> well, my... My not wanting to go to the bathroom isn't about missing the movie. It's about the slight distraction for everybody in the theater. I inst- I'm just like, I become very self-aware, and I'm like, I'm ruining this for everyone. That's kind of you. It's, well, it's neurotic. I don't, it doesn't make it's any sense. Yeah. It's something, I don't know. It's narcissistic. Well, do you, do you want... Is your concern that you're going to fuck up their experience or that they're going to hate you for fucking up their I hate, experience? I hate the micro-interaction of like, oh, I have to walk by Jasadi. Like, I warned Oksana five minutes before. I was like, just want to let you know, I might be going to the bathroom in a moment. I'm losing the battle. So it's just, yeah, it's just that. I don't know. By the way, wonderfully refurbished bathrooms here at the yes. Roxy. Oh, yeah. Yes, that yeah. bathroom looks so nice. 
Oh, you went to the wrong one. You should go to the one on the right. On the right, yeah. What are you talking about? A saloon door? Yeah, like a saloon door. On which, the which right? When you're yeah, which right? In, in, when you're in down. or out? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking in. You're talking yeah. No, we walk in on the left. On the left. When you're walking out on the right. That's the bathroom I would always go to. I had never been when I had to go to the bathroom during the movie this time. I went to the other one. That's like three times the size of the other. That's the one with the saloon door, right? I don't know. I had never been previously. Yeah, where did you go to the bathroom? In the alley? <laughs> no. In the 1800s? I know. <laughs> they had like half of the door. Or like when you lock it, you could still see the slit. It bad. He's not wrong. The door was odd shaped. It was not a saloon door. <laughs> okay. yeah, I imagine two room. doors that swing yeah. dramatically when you walk yes. through. Oh, no. I mean, yeah, like, okay, no. not a saloon door. Okay. <laughs> Leave on Cleve had nothing to do with the bathroom. What about Cleve on Little? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the great Cleveland. Great Cleveland Little. No relation. Happy to share my last name with him and it Rich Little. You know, I was kind of uh, worried after Randy's very mean and aggressive text saying that we were going to show up 10 minutes late. Wait, no, what was it? I feel like I can't do it justice. It was incredibly mean and out of nowhere. <laughs> no love for Halloween for director Dwight Little. I just said, like, I wouldn't be surprised if you were 10 minutes late to an 86 minute late or 86 minute documentary. There, there were two paragraphs. There was about. more. Yeah, I he texted me saying you were going to be late. I'm like, and we were but, there. but I, but I was the last. Per, I think, possible exception of you, I was the last one to arrive because suddenly the thing was I was here on time, but I went to the website to buy the ticket and it said sold out. Ooh. Yeah, I was like, dude, just walk up because it was clearly not. So I was hella mad. I was about to leave, and then he told me. Was I like, was like, no, on. walk up there. From Randy at. 1.22 p.m. <laughs> Roxy tonight, a thing? Y'all gonna be late, I assume. Good to record an app on an 86-minute film that you missed 10 minutes of. <laughs> it, was, it was precise and very hurtful. Very passive. I liked it, though. I love it. It was good. And I didn't realize the movie was that short. Like, I looked at an hour on my phone, and I'm like, fuck, we got like a half hour. It's the only reason I went to the bathroom. I probably could have stuck it out. And I'm kind of bummed, because I left when the, that girl was doing the uh, the first, like, renditions of, like, uh, the classical, like, virtuoso. Yeah. And what happened? Like, Letterman was on there? Or? She yeah, went on to Letterman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, you missed the part where, yeah, she had a whole career doing commercials. And it showed a lot of her ad spots that she did. Suzanne Ciani. Uh, she has her own documentary that goes into like all phases oh, cool. of her career, including the Xenon pinball game, which we, oh. we got a little little sample of. But Yeah, that was kind of my problem with that movie. Was I, I know it was like a celebration of like women in that um, art atmosphere. But honestly, I would have liked to spend an hour with like any of them right like just one of them i'm like dude all this shit is super interesting like the girl who made that software yeah i'm like oh that's interesting now back then it had to be like people couldn't even wouldn't even know how to like approach it right by the way was that thurston moore who is in every goddamn music documentary yeah i'm surprised i don't have fred arvison in there saying a lot of He, did, he showed up in the Sparks one, too. Yes! I know. Both of them did. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, where's Henry Rollins with a hat trick on that? Because he's on all of them in, in front of, like, a wall of records, too. 
<laughs> we, we, we don't say his name here. I kept, Clark gets very angry. I, I, kept, I, I kept thinking at the start of it, it's like, well, at least Thurston Moore's not going to be in it, but there he was! Who's that? From Sonic Youth. Um, oh, yeah, not a fan. He's six foot eight. Oh. He may be six foot eight. Mm. He's very tall. Intimidating? No, he's like three pounds. <laughs> he's cool. Though. Was he in the part of the movie where it was not there? No, no, no it, it, was, was there. it was in Marianne Amishay's... You remember the part like, uh, when uh, it was the lady in her house and it was like, oh, yeah. she said she wanted to like echo it? Yeah. That oh, was like, the tall skinny kid. That was Thurston. Dude. Oh, I made mm. the house like vibrate? Yeah, they're like, she was like a rock star. She wanted to vibrate. Oh, yeah, because that was the voice of Kim Gordon from Sonic, from Sonic Youth. Youth. Yeah. And then, then Thurston Moore showed up. Wait, if we want to talk about like pointedly mean descriptions, yeah. how did they describe her house? Oh, oh yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was amazingly... Like, it was like messy, or something. breathtakingly, breathtakingly. like disheveled or yeah, something. Yeah. Like, it, and then you go inside. It's like eh, it's not that bad in here. Not because you started off with like her house was amazing, it was breathtakingly dirty. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what a what a cool um, that moment when they're like she wanted to vibrate the whole house, and then they you know they amplify the music in the movie. It made me wish I saw that dumb Nirvana film in a theater. Sure. Oh, yeah, I saw it at Roxy. They played it very loud. Very loud, right? Great, and yeah. I instantly... I can't even remember the name of that documentary. I just remember... Montage of Pet. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh, what about the other one? Bleach, man. I didn't see that one. Bleach. I didn't either. That, that one's like scripted, like people are acting in that, right? One of them was not good. The other one was okay. I remember it was like a Kurt and Courtney documentary around the same time, too. I, I, I did see that. Mm. I didn't see that one either. That, that one's kind of like... What's yeah. it called? But it's called Curtain Cordy, but okay, did yeah. Nick Broomfield made it? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see that one. I only saw uh, Montage and Heck. Uh, I, saw I just remember them in the bathtub with the baby uh, yeah. all strung out, and I was like, this is like. It's brutal. <laughs> with Francis, Mr. Bean? Yeah. But it, it was kind of like, that's like a privileged moment, but at what cost? Like, it was. Yeah. Which in this film, I don't know if there were a lot of it. Although who who was the um, the lady that was like so appreciative of the music that she started like weeping towards the end? Uh, Eliane Radik. Man, I would have liked to just see a lot more of that. Yeah, yeah. Like people. Honestly, I thought she was having like a, a heat exhaustion. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> yes. I don't know. I found it like it was kind of like moving. But I, I, I felt like I wish I could be on that level. I know. It, it telegraphed to me. It was like, oh, the movie is ending now. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it really did feel like like we're looking for a climax. Yeah. yeah. Found it. Old woman crying. No, it was just... Great. That's a wrap. No, finally hearing the, the music that he's been, tr been trying to hear for like the last five decades. It's like, yeah, that's... That is well, the most Okay, maybe that would have been, had more emotional, uh, you know wait with me had the narrative been more clear yeah, well, the narrative was clear it was a celebration of women and like overlooked which I, I found distracting when I was so into what these women were doing or I was like I'm like you, you guys are almost guilty of what this documentary is about where it's kind of like you're minimalizing them by their gender when really I'd like to see the work they're doing and I mean it any of them I could I could have sat there for an hour with any of them oh yeah and I, I, it's like you get like a glimpse, and then I kept thinking, is there more of this anywhere? 
especially with that kind of music. Like, I don't know how much you listen to, like, noise or anything, Randy, but, like, you really need, like, a guru. Or like a like like a guide. Yeah, and you're not gonna get like the essence of like what the music is in like a minute. No, yeah. but you could in like 86 minutes, yeah. or at yeah. least like a you know get your feet wet. Yeah. And I felt by the end of that, I was like, dude, you should have opened with that scene. Yeah. Or else, uh, the Suzanne Ciani movie is called A Life in Waves. Oh, and is that just like a documentary on her on work? Her? Yeah. Also, like said, a lot of people aren't like privy to that type of music, so it's like how they ended it was very like. I think one of the composers was talking about how like yeah, when I turn on the radio, oh yeah, and I don't and like I'm and it's like but your music is nowhere near. It's the, not radio. What will be played on the radio? So why aren't you interested? Because there's a lot of dope female noise musicians out now that people don't really hear about that you could have like transitioned into to to kind of be like hey, if you want to hear more of this. In today's music, here's all these different artists. But even the analog medium is so different. Like we have a mutual friend, me and Randy. I know, but there's there's an interesting thing that happened where the technology got easier and it kind of like diluted the music a little bit. Like, do you remember our buddy Fish? Yeah. He would talk about like just having a mathematic approach to like an analog platform versus like. Retro oh, new wave now, like, like kind of like I don't like who's, who's that artist we like. There's a bunch of them, like Perturbator or like there's a lot of like all of Hotline Miami. The music is all like French, kind of like retro new wave people. Kavinsky's kind of like that too, where you know you have like a keyboard or like even a microcord, and it's kind of like built to be interesting. Where like those notes are like raw, and you have to like so they, they to alter yeah, them yourself. Like, yeah, you, you have to actually plug, plug it into the different, different. Dude, post punk like stuff, like like eighties like electronic stuff. Dude, I love that. But it's so simple sounding compared to like, yeah, I don't know all the pedals people have now and shit. Yeah, I'd love to see a comparison to that. I mean this. That, I mean, that's the thing that kind of bummed me out about how they ended the movie because they ended it very pessimistically. Like, you can't show this woman creating <laughs> all these dope sounds and then, like, in 2018, and she's, like, feeding pigeons and shit. Like, the fuck? Oh, yeah. It's like, is she homeless? She's in New York. That's what you do. Yeah, yeah, have you seen Home Alone 2, bro? <laughs> but still. She's the pigeon lady now. <laughs> I don't know, it's just like, the look She's of it just kind of like, it's, it makes it like this sad ending where it's like, now this thing is lost. And it's like, no, there's a big scene of this still today. No, it's not on the mainstream platform, but it was it was never meant to be on the mainstream platform. Do you do you follow a lot of analog yeah. digital artists now? Well, I don't know, it's it's kind of, well, yeah, I don't know. So this is one uh, musician, her name is uh, Puce Mary, or P-U-C-E Mary. And she does a lot of like noise, experimental uh-huh. like type sounds. And her live shows are all like analog. Like you literally see the wires out and she so it's like Dude. Randy. So like chiptune music is kind of like I feel like there'd be an interesting parallel there with like chiptune because a lot yeah. of people were opening up Game Boys and like playing analog off their circuit board. Oh yeah. But the the thing that I kept thinking about with this film was it was way more interesting to watch people alter like a wall of knobs and like yeah. they had like a screen where they're bending notes oh, where like chiptune yeah. you get up or like now with like a DJ and they hit like play 
and then it's kind of like they dance there and volume swell all the time to look like they're doing something. Exactly. I'm like, dude, I would much rather see like a retro performance of one of these albums or something. Yeah. Or even like one person who was like painting like the wave. Dude, oh, yeah, that's and then like insane. importing it into the. Like, why hasn't that been used now? Oh, like, like, I haven't never but seen But, like, it. some weird 60, mil- 60 millimeter film stock. Yeah. Because yeah, you can see the sprockets, like, all going through. It's like that. Dude. That's lovely. That's huge. Also, who was playing the theremin? Uh, that was uh, Clara, oh. Clara Rockamore. Dude. That may have been my favorite part. Of that was, like, that was, like, a wizard right there. Yeah. Like, casting this, like, dude. Her finger work with no resistance there. Yeah. That precision, I was, like, dude, mm. I was... I don't know. That was the coolest shit. Is there a documentary about her? There's a documentary um, about her and Leon Theremin, who called Theremin an electronic odyssey, uh, that goes to the history of that instrument, um, and she and and she's a huge presence in it. Yeah. What a, what a weird instrument that is, mm-hmm. because it's so complicated and different, and yet it's been like relegated to like a corner of like 50s sci-fi. One of the the fun moments in the Theremin movie is uh, Brian Wilson talking about using it on good vibrations. Oh, yeah. Because it said, it said we already had a cello in there, uh, but it said, well, if we're going to go eerie and fucked up on, on this song, <laughs> which is an eerie and fucked up and wonderful song, said, well, let's, let's just put a theremin in there. Well, it's, it's also a song that's like exponentially better once you know it's there mm-hmm. and you can mm-hmm. like parse mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Yeah, because what there's a lot of like sci-fi lounge music mm-hmm. that uses like theremins, but mm-hmm. why hasn't anybody brought that back? Or are people doing it? People are doing theremins. Theremins are in. I feel like you're about to say Ween uses a theremin. Ween uses everything because Ween is talent. In fact, they play it with a Ween. What are the <laughs> the late the late singer Fishbone played theremin for a time <laughs> with the Fishbone? I don't care about the lead singer Fish. Not the lead fish. Who played it with a fish? But no, the guy from Fishbone. It's he. He said it was it was hard for him to relearn how to like be on stage with it because you know you like to move around, you like to dance, and you can't do that when no. you're playing theremin because you have to be like aside from your hands, you've got to be like, very very still because it picks up everything in in its field. You could play a theremin with your dick. <laughs> yeah, that was my joke. Let me tell you. That would be. Well, what does your left hand do? I feel like there's a there's a dual hand thing going on, right? Looks like it. Yeah. Well, it depends on how you were raised. So there, <laughs> there are two. There are two. Fields, there are two fields. You got. You have like a, a loop antenna on the left and like a straight antenna on the right. And I think the way it's it's organized, maybe Randy knows. It's like on one you control volume and on the other you control the pitch. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Is there a pedal board too? Do you have like octaves or anything? Uh, you could probably wire it through. Yeah, you could probably. One, you could make it more complicated. Yeah. Oh, you put a crybaby on that bad boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. You knew what a crybaby I, was. I, That's the only one I know. I only know crybaby. Why do you know? A distortion it? pedal would probably. Uh, Marin plate or something. Church band. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we need to talk about the most important part of this movie experience that Kevin. we we have. Which Randy missed out on. What? Because he went to the bathroom right, right. right during the marriage proposal oh. that happened. So, essentially, what happened is at the Roxy, uh, there are no theaters. This is, this is an independent film. Um, so, typically, once the um, announcement has been made that the movie's starting and the, the uh, usher goes down and intros the movie, 
then the house lights go down in the movie and the feature starts. What happened is that a trailer happened, but it was an odd trailer. And I... Did you know what was happening? No. No idea. Land? Yeah. I mean, the way it works is they normally screen trailers like like as a pre-show and then, as Clark says, the movie starts right at the designated time. Yeah, and this looked like some... I, I didn't know what This was clearly was not the movie that we were expecting right. to start at that moment. I was incredibly moment. confused. It really... It was... It was only confusing. Because I, I honestly had no idea what was happening. Me either. And the, until... And this, I don't know, 45 seconds long. Play none here? Well, dude, when it said, like, theater lights, please come up, I was like... Yes. You were so, like, no! <laughs> so at the, at the end of this very strange trailer that was about two people, a man and a woman, uh, then a graphic comes up and says, please turn on the house lights. And the house lights come on, and then there's a man on his knee. <laughs> the guy behind us is like, is that the name of the movie? <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, then I, everybody started laughing. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought, this is a very strange terrorist operation. Like, <laughs> this is a weird way to hijack a you, theater. You, you, were you fearing for your life at this point? I was. Or were you just really, really. I don't know. Off? What is there to fear? <laughs> oh. Wow. Who's that a quote from? I don't know who that's a, that's uh, one of the presidents. <laughs> uh, um, FDR. Is that the only one you can pull? Yeah, where's FDR? Is it Churchill? No. <laughs> Churchill, not a president. No, but I mean the quote. So, uh, the proposal went off without a snag. Uh, she accepted. Although, why didn't they move up front? Well, here's what happened. Was in the bathroom, Which... The like whole, eight, like it took me a solid 15 minutes to like get that out of my head oh, while watching the, the movie, movie yeah. because all I could think was, did they stay for the movie? <laughs> they did not stay well, for the well, movie. Well, I said, I said to both of you, it's like, it, like how do you, you cannot concentrate on a movie after, after that has happened. Yeah, we ruined movie night, dude. Yeah. Well, it <laughs> didn't ruin our movie night, but it's like, there's no way in hell you're going to be... She ruined, he ruined her uh, movie night. So I, didn't, so I didn't know that was happening. So when I came up, I just thought it was hella people. And I'm like, oh, shit, this, this thing is really sold out. And so when I went up to the booth to buy a ticket, they're like, oh, yeah. And then the, I guess the lady that worked there was like, hey, because uh, all the people were still in the lobby. They're like, are you guys going to watch the movie? They're like, nah, nah. And it just cleared out. <laughs> Why were they there? For the for the proposal, so they just invaded to yeah. do it and then bailed. And, and left. It was all. Was it like they can take a bus, or did you? No, that's what I ordered. Did you not get one? Yes, right, I did not get one. down. Let's Perhaps make sure to get that. <laughs> when we tackle them, throw them through. Here, take it. Well, we can split this one, then we can split the next one. Eat. Don't wait for me. I'll take rice. Why not? Also, who got the samosa? There's more. I'll yeah. take that. I ordered one, Yeah. Well, I liked it. The proposal? I think if it were an hour later, like I was complaining about before we came, and it started at 7.30, completely different experience. Yeah. It needed to be at 6.30. Mm-hmm. I was completely awake and down for it. You make that thing an hour later, though? But you're not a 6.30 movie, though. 
I like it. You're just not after work. 12.15 in the morning. Mm. I like that too. I like that a lot more, honestly. Mm-hmm. The Roxy's not usually so hard or so easy to like, get to and find parking around. Hey, you got great parking tonight. We got lucky. We got really lucky. We got Daft Punk with Pharrell Williams. I might Damn. have a ticket. We'll see. Wait, what? My spot is... Uh, two-hour parking, but I forgot it's until 8 and not until 6 on Valencia. Mm. So I parked there at like 5. Well, Alright, don't worry. We'll put it on the business expense card. The dice, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's rolling the dice. Ooh, rolling the dice clay. No wonder you were so punchy this morning. <laughs> I was bored of working from home all week. Well, except for Thursday. Yeah. Did, um, I don't think he mentioned so... I guess we briefly need to talk about uh, Quentin Tarantino overtaking at least the three of our lives in the past day and a half. Okay. How did that and happen? So, um, he is out on various podcasts promoting his new novelization of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, which I purchased. Uh, arrived at the house today. It looked really cool. It, it looks like a dime store paperback. Nice. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, Heftier than a dime store one, though. Well, I yeah. don't know, man. Those those can get very. The dime store. They can get long. They can yeah. get big. You can get big ones. Oh boy. <laughs> um, so he was he was on both uh, Marin and uh, Rogan, and I think on Marin he talked a lot about stand up. He talked a lot about stand up on Rogan too. Yeah. But he talked a lot about dice. Oh, he did on Rogan too. Okay. I I think I may have gotten. They probably too were. Confused. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we talked about the comedy store. Yep. I think that was with Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tarantino talked a lot about dice. I'm telling you, you got to get through that. It's okay. And I know on this show, I've been very anti Tarantino. I found him completely uh, charming, and I'm pro him now. I think it was age. I think it's him having a kid. I think it's the, his fans. I also, he's consistent. And uh, he was blunt to the point to where he was making Rogli, Rogan clearly uncomfortable talking about Bruce Lee. And I loved it. And I, he's just candid. He, I don't know. I'm, I, I was very into it. Also, that last half hour that you need to hear, they talk about Robert E. Howard, which uh, I'm sure Robson knows. Uh, the, you know, the one who penned Conan. And it is great. He talks about how uh, Rogan's like, dude. He's like, elite. No, but uh, Rogan pitches out something that I've thought personally, where he's like, you know, Conan. He, really Arnold isn't the best representation of that it should be somebody like Jason Momoa and I'm like thank you for throwing that that direction and he was like honestly man I would love to see you do a Conan and dude I'll tell you Tarantino has so much knowledge but him not being able to pull Beelit like the name correctly was bothering me so badly you'll hear it and it, it won't even land with you but he kept saying like yeah like the golden pearls like He's like, Conan, you know, he hangs out with, like, this pirate girl, and she's got, like, it's her and all these, like, um, natives that go around on a boat, and they have a lot of adventures, and they kind of skip over it in the book, but, you know, they did a comic run of it in the 70s, and he's like, I'd really like to see that, and Tarantino kept calling it, like, the Golden Pearls, and I'm like, it's, it's, it's B-Lit and the Black oh, now I can't remember, it's the Black Sea, I think. Yeah. No, I was at work like, like almost like of the Caribbean movie. No, very different. Dude, it would be tight because it's like um a jungle boat. 
going through the jungle and they're like having adventures. But they, in Conan fashion, they skip over the end, like where it's like, oh, he saves a girl and they run off, and then in the next one, the girl's not there anymore and he's halfway through an adventure already. Mm-hmm. It's just it was just the the short story nature of it, My I guess. My favorite David Lynch film. Oh, also, I was watching uh, Rush videos. I don't know why this came up. <laughs> and I forget which one, but they have like an Eraserhead poster in, in their studio. And I remember being so taken by that. And just now, so far removed from when that video came out, I'm like, dude, somebody should take a screenshot of that and put that on a shirt. Where it's like Getty Lee playing like a solo with like an Eraserhead poster in the background. Dude, I don't... I think it's limelight. Yeah. Living in the limelight. Know, it's instantly cooler just being of that era, though. Like now, if you have an eraser at poster, I almost like cringe and roll my eyes. Saturday, do you know Rush? Mm-hmm. Do you know Rush? We'll work on that. Do you know Limbaugh? Rush Limbaugh? <laughs> oh no. Do you know Rush Limbaugh's uh, reading Rush lyrics? Is that a thing? That's a classic Artie Lang bit. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of Rush Limbaugh, uh, R.I.P. Donald Rumsfeld today. His arm? He died? Yeah. I have no idea. Neither. I told you. I was he's, a, he's a lizard person who used to run the <laughs> mm. Love it. My favorite thing about Donald Rumsfeld. So Louis C.K. did that to him on O&A. They, they were interviewing. Don, for whatever reason, Donald Rumsfeld agreed to go on oh, Owen Anthony. What the hell? And Louis C.K. was on, and he only was like... So you're a lizard, right? <laughs> and just kept hitting on dude. Rumsfeld being Somebody's a gonna interview David Icke about that. I'm sure he'd be very into it. That's you know, whenever people attribute that lizard talk to Alex Jones, he always says, "Oh, I don't do the lizards." That's David Icke. <laughs> David Icke. Uh, yeah, he he is the author of the lizard conspiracy, which honestly ties back into film with Oksana's favorite movie, Wolf Cop. Which, uh, the cult was a bunch of reptiles. Uh, wolf Cop 2. I know, but, you know, <laughs> there'd be no Wolf Cop 2 without Wolf Cop 1. Father, son, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed this. Dude, when's the last time we, like, recorded something in a, a restaurant? It might have been with me at La Cobre. It was. <laughs> what, what, what did we watch? I felt like it was hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did we watch? I don't know, probably something. I think we were at the Roxy. We had it, been. I have no idea. It's kind of, I don't know. Apparently the movie didn't make a great impact. Well, it could have been anything, oh, honestly. Ago, Rambo. Yeah, but I remember, I remember hanging out and talking. It's kind of like the highlight of the night. And I remember seeing a bunch of movies with you, and I'm going through them and saying, it's like, it wasn't Larry the White Worm. Yeah. It, nope. wasn't, it wasn't Batang West Side. Um, Although, I do remember a movie where Randy got mad that we were late, which was uh, The Eyes of My Mother. I think we were like... We dropped me off. We dropped you off. By the way, (laughs) of course he would have been mad because the movie's 50 minutes long. I know. And I I had PTSD, dude. Oh, thank you. When when Randy sent that aggressive text, (laughs) I went right back to, like, that movie. And I was like, oh, God, I remember the little Roxy. We dropped him off late, by the way. I think he was 10 minutes late, and then we got in there. 
I remember me and Oksana, I was like throwing a fit in the car. I was like, God, dude, I'm like a half hour late. That's a terrible yeah. feeling. He was like, we should just not go in. Especially wait. for that movie. Are you kidding? That movie, it really was a different experience coming in act two. it wasn't because we were late. It was because you didn't want to walk in front of people, I think. <laughs> Probably. I'm going to ask again. Uh-oh. Because you uh, totally went past the question. Are you worried about screwing up people's movie film experience when you yeah, do that, yeah. or are you worried about them hating you for it? Oh, I don't know. I, I guess I assume people hate me anyway. So it's mostly about ruining their experience. That's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, we got anything else? Oh, I could go all day. I know. That's why we're wrapping it up. <laughs> <laughs> now my food's here. I'm done. Right. We're pretty much six for six in liking Sisters for tran- Sisters with transistors. Yes. Yeah. I'll give it. I'll give it a like. But I'm on the positive end. I didn't love it. Three and a half. It's a good gateway drug, I guess. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good I'm movie to, to the same thing. Right? Yeah. It's like it made me want to check out like all of the artists. You know? yeah. Like you Randy. said, it'd be cool to watch a documentary on. He's a good gateway. What are you, Nancy Reagan? <laughs> good date movie. Good gateway. Oh, <laughs> I do go by Nancy online. Um, but there is a doc on Suzanne Ciani. I found another one. Just plug your name in. Uh, Lori Spiegel's got like a forty-five minute thing on you on the YouTube's. I think if you plug in any of the composers' names, you'll come up with at least a forty-five minute short doc on them. Yeah. Um, but but the movie was a good overview of their collective accomplishment in their history. And Oksana immediately ordered an analog synth. And as Josiah mentioned, there's great pigeon footage. Yes. That was kind of the saddest footage of that, that was movie. Depressing. Like I don't want to. Like you built this lady up. Like oh, I did all this dope shit. I made a program, and then it's like it, it feeding was, birds. It was their homage to uh, Home Alone Part Two, Lost in New York. <laughs> They're just missing Trump. <laughs> Stupid. Honestly, I think they were trying to say, like, she's a simple hey, lady. We're all missing. <laughs> a Nobody's simple. It <laughs> just looked like she was a free spirit. It looked like she was homeless. Also, <laughs> the pigeons. Must be a free spirit. Her home, like, well, that's before. her choice, man. <laughs> Dude, what about that cat that jumped on the keyboard at one point? That was Bro, awesome. That, was that probably made the best music of her life. <laughs> <laughs> Keyboard Cat is one of the greatest internet videos. R.I.P. What, the cat Keyboard died? Cat's died? I think a while ago. Alright. I'm going to end on a bummer. <laughs> how, long <laughs> you, how long did Cat's live? Like 14 years, maybe? Yeah. Those are like dogs. Upwards of 20. Yeah, but Keyboard Cat was a proud boy, so he, he had to go. <laughs> Alright. Randy, take us home. I got nothing else. Hope. Hopefully it sounded okay. <laughs> if it didn't, whatever.